Oh my god, you scared me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a scary bitch, what can I say? <laughs> Every time we record, it's like a gamble for one of us with our technologies. I mean, truly, you know. I, too, like to live dangerously. <laughs> God. Welcome back to Oddities. Welcome back to Oddities. I'm Cassie. I'm Anna. And, uh, I, I gotta bring it. I want to bring back Welcome Back to Strange Town. I love it. I think we should put it on a t-shirt. Merch you line coming soon. Same. I do, too. Yeah, Welcome Back to Strange Town, bitches. No, right. I'll leave off the bitches. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll throw it in when we feel spicy. Spicy. All right. So before <laughs> before I forget, all of our social media information is in the episode description. So please follow us. Join us. We're yeah. stepping it up. There's lots of cool things, particularly on uh, Instagram. That's right. I would love to draw your attention to our Patreon. Uh, if you would like to support our show, you can check us out on there. Uh, the link is in the description below. We are also under Oddities Podcast. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. How do you spell Oddities? Oh, O-D-D-I-T-I-E-S. Nice. Getting jazzy with it. And then uh, also we have an email. FYI, if you'd like to send us comments or stories, you can email us at oddities.talk at gmail.com. Also or if you want somebody to uh, chat to during this very weird time. Yeah, if you need a buddy. See, now I'm in the darkness. I never am sitting in the darkness. Usually you are. I know, it's kind of weird that it's so light in here, huh? I have the I have the, sh- the curtains drawn. <laughs> I always have my blinds closed. Because especially heat. because it's been so fucking hot it. It's been so hot. Anyway, how are you, aside from overheated? <laughs> uh, fine. I'm, like, for some reason really tired today. I bet it's, like, but, a thing all week for me this week. I think it is the heat, though, for I think me. it must be. But today, we're, we are pre-recording all of our episodes, just so everyone knows. But today that we're recording is my sister's birthday. It's August 13th. <sighs> Happy birthday! And I know she listens, so happy, happy birthday, happy birthday, 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 happy, happy birthday. Yeah, see, I just fucking mixing it up left and right. You're going wild today. I love it. I know. I had I had hot chocolate. (laughs) Oh, there she is. Even though it's like ninety degrees out, I was like, I want hot chocolate. So sometimes that's so comforting, though. But yeah, it's 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 her birthday today, so it's good. Excellent. It is a good day. Yeah, but I'm good. I watched. Okay, I binged the entire first season of The Boys on Prime. It's so good. Good. <laughs> that I've just been waiting for clips of season two. And I, oh, every time I get a new clip, our mutual friend Joe, every time he told me to watch it, every time I get a new clip, I just send it to him. Oh, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm so excited. Oh my God, it's so, it's so good. It's like the only superhero content I ever want to see ever again. I'm like so tired of Marvel. I'm so tired of DC. Like you can all fuck off. I only want to watch the boys. That's all I want. Because it's like essentially making fun of superheroes. Oh, and then I would I probably like it too. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's not it's sponsored. Like, <laughs> which I really wish we could be. My mom wish we could be. on the phone goes, I don't know why every time you guys she's like especially you every time you talk about how you're doing you just talk about what you're consuming i was like what the hell else are we all doing in quarantine 
I mean, it's true. Yeah. But it's the boys is like if superheroes were real. Like they actually existed. And it's what they get up to, how the government deals with them. It's so interesting. It's very meta. And the writing is so smart. Cool. Would recommend. We'll check out. It's And it's the guy, there's a guy in it. His name is Billy Butcher. He's played by Carl Urban. Did you watch Star Trek, the new Star Trek? I've never seen Star Trek of any variety. Interesting, interesting. I know. I'm a disappointment to you like every episode, I know. That's not true. It's not true. Hey, it might be a little bit true. And you, I like you I just avoid it. the stars. Star Wars, Star Trek, you just avoid them. <laughs> I you know what, for a girl that's like so into aliens and like space and shit, you would think that I'd be like all aboard that train, but I'm just like not. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting like what movies you're you got super involved in in our childhood and what like you don't care about like i feel like you can quote ghostbusters verbatim oh that's like easily one of my favorite movies ghostbusters is just a masterpiece i have like an eclectic taste in in movies i I just do that's like a classic i feel like yeah definitely anybody that doesn't like ghostbusters can fuck right the fuck off also like later really no one does come on yeah, I know, for sure. We were considering being Ghostbusters for Halloween and putting Donut in a Slimer costume. Love that. Wait, did you I, see the new one? The new Ghostbusters? With the chicks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you not like it? I mean, it was fine, but, like, it's it just, like... compare a, to the original. Yeah, nothing... Like, it's just, like, why Like why are we doing this? And it's the case with, like, a lot of movies that they're, like, trying to do reboots and stuff, and, like, I get it, but some why? of them are just, like, pure magic, and it's just, like, leave it. Just leave it's it. Like, it's I like if they it... tried to do Back to the Future, I wouldn't be into it. Like, I don't know. It's right, just... like, stop. Yeah, just leave them. Like, it was fine. You know, I don't think it was, like, the train wreck that everybody was going on and on about. But it just, it wasn't anything to write home about, I don't think. No. Like, I don't think it was as bad as other reboots have been. Yeah. But it just, yeah, you're right. It was, like, a, just a solid medium. Like, it wasn't yes. offensive. It just, like, wasn't great. No, it was just, like, whatever. You know, I, I, they, I think they could have done better with it um i don't know but anyway sorry go ahead so no i haven't seen the new star trek to answer your question well anyway his character he just wears like a a variety of like button-up floral and hawaiian shirts and that's all i want my wardrobe to be now tight yeah oh yeah you would totally rock that absolutely so comfortable yeah yeah anyway how are you i'm good uh really hot Mm mm-hmm like temperature wise um and otherwise and otherwise who are we kidding um (laughs) (laughs) i don't know not much has really gone on uh we have been going on a scooby-doo binge (laughs) a what scooby-doo talk to me about this well we watched scooby-doo uh like on zombie island amazing love that one when my nephews got into that movie i was like yes i get to watch this again (laughs) That was my shit. I forgot about those crazy fucking cat ladies. They were like bad shit. Cat ladies? Yeah, on Zombie Island. Like, so that, you know, they they run the plantation and then, like, they're living on it. And then these two women, like, when the moon's full, they turn into these fucking, like, cat creatures. Wait a minute. Are we, are we talking about the... Which Scooby-Doo are we talking about? Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. I don't think I've seen this one. Holy shit. You have to watch I, it. I, I thought you meant the one with Sarah Michelle Gellar. They go to a different island. 
Oh no, that's that that's island. Spooky Island. We watched that my one too. My mistake. My mistake. Rookie mistake. No, Zombie know, Island is is just Chef's Kiss. That's great. It's on Netflix. You should watch it if you just want to like watch something really fucking stupid. So we watched that. Then we moved on to Scooby Doo, and they're like hanging out on Spooky Island. Then we watched Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed, and then last night. We finally broke down, and instead of renting it, because it's not available for rental, we purchased Scoob, which was adorable, and I actually, I cried a little bit during it. What inspired this? Um, I don't know, right? Like, last weekend, anniversary weekend, half-aversary weekend, I guess you could say, we were, like, drunk, of course, and then, like, we Mm -hmm. were scrolling, and there was Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, and then we just, like, went down the rabbit hole, baby, because then I was like, oh, remember when they did the live-action one, and I was like, remember when Simple Plan had a song in it or whatever, and I was like, yeah, that was, you know, really fucking weird, and Corey was like, yeah, totally, and then we just watched them, and and now, and then we saw a recommended Scoob, and he's like a little baby for the first part of it, and he was so cute, and we were like, we're buying it. That, That whole movie's animated, right? Yes. It did. It was cute. Every trailer I saw, I was like, "This looks really cute." It was really cute. It's it's a feel good, you know. It's cheesy, but it's Scooby Doo. I mean, what well, do you fucking expect? So yeah, right, right. Scoobert Doo. So that's <laughs> like, I'm also trying to reread the subtle art of not giving a fuck because I started a, a, quite a while back, and then I was like, I can't make it oh, through this. But then you said it finishes well. Yeah, you said it finishes well. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, just get I'll- to the last chapter. Like, like, I don't need to have read any of the stuff before I hit the end to be like, no, it all, cl-. like, I don't need to, No, it all makes no. sense now. No. No, okay. Also, like, you and I do a lot of what it says in that fucking book. And do he we? Gets, oh, like, good. He gets very preachy and condescending, and he's very, like, I don't know. He's a lot for me, but I like the last chapter. He seems like a dick. Yes, he does. Yes. And I think he, he uses this his idea of not giving a shit to be a dick and that's not how I want to be. I want to not give a shit and also be a good person. Yeah, I mean I like I don't think that you can just like you can not give a shit and be nice. Yeah, but like he like you said he seems to use not giving a shit as an excuse to like be an be asshole. A dick. Yeah. So. Yeah, I th- I think he toes the line a little bit there. For sure. But anyway, that's all that's new for me. Aside from the fact that, uh, plot twist, everybody, we are in fact postponing the wedding. Lay wedding. And now we're going to be in a battle with our venue, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. I I sent you that text where I was like, these people won't fear God, but they're going to fear Cassie Basterella. <laughs> they picked the wrong bride to fuck with. And I'm like... They I, really did. I really have not been like i know like you guys have heard me go on rants on and off but i really have like been a pretty low-key bride through this whole planning process especially with all of the shit that's been going on behind the scenes uh because you're not unfair like you're not un like just like what we were just talking about like you're not a dick just to be a dick like it's only when someone's literally screwing you out of something that you're like and then i gotta turn it on it's time to be a dick yeah that's right that's Right. right Yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to updates about that. Oh, aren't we all? Aren't we all? So. If you're following us on social media and I get some quality texts, they'll be put up on the story. They'll be posted. <laughs> Love to share my life. That's Let's do it. Yeah. So um, anyway, shall we? Sure. All right. I'm starting today then? Sure. 
Okay, mine's pretty short. Like this is a this is like a it's a lengthy anecdote. <laughs> I love but, it. But it's it's an interesting thing and of course there's skyants thrown in and I'm a big fan, so here we go. In England, there's a, there's a are. campus of a college, a university, shall I say, and it is called mm. Coventry University, which is such an English name. That is I feel so like. English. Isn't Coventry um, a place in England too? Probably. Probably. Let's be real. Probably. All right. All right. So, on campus, there's a 14th century cellar, which is theoretically home to a ghost. A ghost. Yes. Here it is. Those who have visited the cellar said that they have had, like, paranormal experiences, um, everything ranging from just, like, that, like, weird sinking feeling to turning very cold to getting, like, dizzy and, and, like, well, what I qualify as hallucinations, but, you know, like, seeing shit or hearing things. And, you know, they report seeing the ghost of a woman just hanging out in the cellar, a.k.a. my future absolutely where i want to be in something like this no i haven't either but i was gonna ask have you i i want to like i would love to just step into a place and absolutely shit my pants i have to say i've walked into every time that people are like this place is haunted i'm the first one in the door and i never feel you, shit you always are i <laughs> like i i would think that i would be like afraid because like part of me is like superstitious and weird and like part of me believes in this stuff but then like when we went to the devil's tree i was like up in that with the thermometer and shit so well we were both scared at first i was i was like uneasy i don't know if i was necessarily yeah i, I just i, I, I felt weird that's a better word for it we were like yeah. very apprehensive and honestly, I think I was mostly apprehensive that somebody was going to come and, like, find us because of the no trespassing sign. and thing. I think that was honestly the, the biggest part of it for me. And we were also parked in, like, a very rich neighborhood that I was like, my car is going to get towed. <laughs> we did not belong. All right. So, anyway, as we were, word right. word spread about this presence that was down in the cellar, right? Word um, spread. And P.S., this is under, like, the admissions office, so, like, prime location. So... Three self-proclaimed white witches came to investigate. Love a trio. True. And they went down to the cellar only to come back and basically just like flat out, like run out of the office through admissions and just like within 10 minutes of having gone down there. And according to one staff member, they were, quote, scared nearly to death. Same. Ooh, that's like in Paranormal Activity when the priest walks in and he's like, "Oh, uh, I, I can't, can't be help here. You leave. <laughs> I got uh, uh, no, sorry." So anyway, so um, other people who have come to check it out have been affected as well. Um, a Canadian journalist came to check it out and like color was seen to drain from her face. And damn. Later, another person came and he said he was sure that the face of a woman had been peering over his right shoulder like he like turned and like i guess out of the corner of his eye also what are you a fucking owl and your head spinning around all the way the hell i just i just started looking straight and i was like i can't see shit no if i look straight ahead no if i move my head like a little bit then i can but yeah so anyway oh yeah here we are and there's a woman named carol well it's either carol jung or carol young i don't know how you would pronounce it but she's the assistant manager of what they call the tourist office on campus, a.k.a. where you go to get tours to see the fucking campus or whatever. Um, and she has had 
firsthand experience of an apparition and she felt as though she were intruding or disturbing something when she takes tours down in the cellar whatever so anyway why did they go down there well because it's like this probably like a hey kids like look at this cool 14th century cellar we have like betcha your you know fucking other campus doesn't have this you know all schools i was (laughs) i was a tour what Bet your bottom dollar. Bet your bottom dollar. I mean, I was a tour guide on campus at Loyola, and we would always show them like stupid fucking shit. Be like, "Hey, look." Oh yeah, I guess it. I guess it's just a way to like stand out in people's memory. Right. Exactly. So anyway, so word spreads right throughout the region around the school, and a man who was a part-time lecturer there, Vic Tandy, he was like more interested than most. Right. He was like, "Holy shit, this is interesting." (laughs) Quote. So, all right, Vic, you fucking weirdo. He he's known he was known as an experimental officer and part-time lecturer in the School of International Studies and is also a part-time ghost hunter. Same. Oh, this is my future, boy. baby. Yeah. These credentials. So, Tandy and then he partnered up with a guy from the psychology department, Dr. Tony Lawrence. They wrote a paper called Ghosts in the Machine for the Journal of the Society of Psychical Research, which is like a, it's a well-known like journal and all that. Um, they investigated this haunting and they wrote this paper about it. And in it, they cited something called infrasound as the cause of the apparitions seen by staff and other people that have come to see it. And they also have a so-called haunted laboratory uh, called Warwick. So Tandy also wrote another contribution to the same magazine, and it's called Something in the Cellar. And it it nails the culprit, which is which supposedly terrified this Canadian journalist and the white witches. And again, it was infrasound. So... Let's talk about infrasound, shall we, kids? Let's. Everybody sit down and buckle up for science class with Cassie. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> so, during the 80s, the early 80s, what a time, Tandy was working in a research laboratory for a medical manufacturing company when, in his own words, he, quote, was sweating but cold, and the feeling of depression was noticeable, but there was also something else, it was as though something was in the room with me, quote. And then he claimed to have seen a spirit emerging in his peripheral. And when he turned to face the figure, it was gone. Spooky so he discovered the cause of this haunting accidentally, right? So he goes in the next day. This guy was also like very into fencing. This guy's like a jack of all trades. I mean, here he is. He's fucking out here in the international school of whatever. He's fucking fencing. He's ghost hunting. We love it. We love a well-rounded man. That's so right. multi-talented. Here he is with his his fencing sword or whatever, and he noticed he's starting to polish it, and he noticed that the blade was vibrating, even though it was clamped down in a vice. And from this, he developed the idea that something called infrasound might be present within the laboratory. Further experimentation showed that the infrasound trapped in the laboratory was at its highest right next to his desk right where he had seen this ghost the day before and the infrasound was found to have come from a newly installed extractor fan so then he went on to recreate this this experience with the assistance of that, that Dr. Tony Lawrence and then they were able to publish his findings in the journal and then their research led them to conclude that infrasound at or around a frequency of 19 hertz 
has a range of physiological effects, including feelings of fear, shivering, and hallucinations. And though this had been known for many years, they were the first two to link it directly to ghost sightings. Mm. So here we are in 2001, you know, we launch ahead a little bit and we're investigating the cellar and he found again infrasound. And what's more, he found it at the same level that was found in the laboratory. It was at 18.9 Hertz. So right around, you know, this, that, that area that I guess just (laughs) fucks you up. Yeah. So as the point nine suggests, it's an accurate reading. I guess, although we could have gone more decimal places in my opinion, but that's just me. Anyway, (laughs) it was established over a lengthy period using a sophisticated spectrum analyzer from the university's Department of Engineering. Infrasound is not easy to measure because it vibrates at a frequency below the level of human hearing. And, And Tandy said, evidence from NASA and other sources suggests that it can cause you to hyperventilate and your eyeballs to vibrate. And having established its presence at the university at a level likely to cause anxiety and apparitions, he then tried to establish why some people are affected and not others. Um, Unfortunately, well, I'll get to the unfortunate part, but in an older article, they said, Surely science in the 21st century will confine the ghosts to history by explaining them away. I'm still waiting on that, by the way, but whatever. Mm. Um... Tandy was quoted as saying, when it comes to supernatural phenomena, I'm sitting on the fence. That's where scientists should be until we've proved that there isn't anything. And he has had some personal experience of what it's like to feel ghostly presences. But I think that's really like his fencing moment. Anyway, <laughs> he, he came to the conclusion that in the cellar, the infrasound had nothing to do with the cellar itself, which is actually part of a former Benedictine priory. And he said that, quote, the highest readings are in the doorway and in the corridor outside, and that's what's resonating. And it's a modern coordinator or corridor that was built, like, in the early 2000s to provide access for people to take tours and stuff. So, unfortunately, Tandy passed away, I believe it was in 2005. So, this this work is, I guess, left unfinished, but I thought the whole concept of this infrasound was interesting right because it's just this thing that could be around us that we like don't even realize is around us because we can't hear it it doesn't register other than we get these weird sensations sometimes and i'm like okay well i don't know what induces infrasound if it's necessarily like a fan like it was in the laboratory or if it's something with the architecture and the way that sounds like vibrate off right. if it has something to do with that and then i'm like okay well, if a lot of these old buildings that people go into and they like their hair goes up on their arms or they get anxious or they have these overwhelming feelings of whatever, it's like, well, maybe there's infrasound. Right. Or maybe there's a predetermined reason, like they heard there was a ghost in there and someone who's susceptible to that kind of thing walks in and is like, I feel something. Yeah. I just think it's great because, right, for once, there's like this this scientific like actual basis of right this like can attribute to all of your feelings and the things that you're experiencing including hallucinations and if people's fucking eyebrows are vibrating like in their head it's like what the fuck you know right that one's very bizarre it's crazy shit right and so i read this and i was like wow that's really interesting because yeah i mean yeah people can go in with these expectations and of course your mind can play a huge role and everything like that but if you send people in who you know might not necessarily have knowledge of these things or whatever and they start experiencing these like really heavy duty physiological 
strange right. feelings like there's this infrasound and if it's right at this right sweet spot of like 19 hertz or so then you're like you get all fucked up and it actually it you know what it made me think of it made me think of remember when i covered the hoya bakchu forest yeah people go up in there and they like are constantly tripping i'm wondering if they've got that shit going on there that would be interesting yeah so anyway that's coventry university and it's ghost and infrasound and i wonder who she is the ghost i don't think she exists oh i think it's people are like tripping and i'll tell you what i think i think one person went down there saw quote saw this female ghost and then they started telling people and then they started telling people on tours and then these people would go down there and experience this this shit Oh, and then automatically in their mind they would be like yeah it's a chick you know what i mean it's this woman mm-hmm. so that's what i think i don't think she's actually anybody especially if it was like a benedictine priory yeah then it wouldn't be a woman at all it would be a dude right priories are for monks correct and and shit like that Mm-hmm. yeah so that's what i think that's interesting yeah mm. so that's that's the university that's very interesting yeah, I thought it was some cool stuff. It's We should go different. and see if we just trip the fuck out. See if our eyeballs vibrate. Hell yeah, and then when we're at it, let's go stop over at the fucking Tower of London because apparently that shit's haunted as all hell. Ugh, I'd love to. I'm calling out to um, Anne Bullen. Hell yeah, I've been there. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I would go 20 million times over. So, If only to look at like the jewels and shit because that was wild. Oh, yeah. I would imagine that would be, huh? Hell yeah, they're huge. And you're like, what the fuck? I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. And then they've got these guys walking around dressed as, what are they called? Beef eaters? What? The guys with the, like, they have them dressed, they're dressed like ye olde guards, and they call them, I think, beef eaters or meat eaters. Beef eaters, I think. That's so stupid. It's so English. So, there you have it, everybody. It's just, like, such a funny thing to call, like, guards. Ye old beef eaters. There was a reason for that. I can't remember what it was when I took the tour. It might have been because they used to taste test the food to make sure it wasn't, like, poisoned. For the prisoners? Did they care if they died? Why is that in my mind, to taste test it, that it wasn't poisoned? I don't know, because why would they care about that if it's all, I don't know. But anyway, it was really cool, and I really loved it, and I would go back in a second. So, yeah, we should probably road trip. Let's let's make a pit stop. We'll hit up, like, Ireland, Scotland. We'll look for some banshees. Big then we'll go to the university, check out this ghost, and then we'll go to the Tower of London. That's right. That's and it, I'm everybody. I'm staying there. I'm so sorry, UK. I'm, I just want to live there and listen to your accents all day. Knock, knock. Here we come. Also, I just want to live in the Scottish Highlands. It looks so beautiful there. Yeah, right? And, like, nobody's around. Oh, the my dream. dream. The dream. And then men walking around in those hats and shit. Ugh, love it. Those hats love and it, shit. Love it, love it, love it. And then they all sound like, <laughs> like the guy from The Witch. Just fucking. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Guys, get the deepest voice in the history of people. Yeah, go go uh, listen to our Boy 2 review if you haven't already. That is a choice episode. That is such that a is. fucking funny episode, if I do that say is. so myself. Yeah. That, that, that episode was really fun. That was magic. All right, so anyway, what do you have Anything for moi? 
I'm going to talk about H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah, who is this this H.H. H. that you speak of? And furthermore, what does H.H. H. stand for? Well, we shall find out. Can't wait. All right. Born as Herman Webster Mudgett. Jesus Christ. To an affluent family in Gilmanton, New Hampshire, on May 16, 1861. Okay. He enjoyed a very privileged childhood and was reportedly highly intelligent at a young age. With a name like that, you better be. Otherwise, you're really not living up to expectations. It was rumored that both of his parents were physically abusive, his father particularly. Oh. He, our, our man Herman, expressed an interest in medicine and he was reportedly hiding from his father in the woods which led to a dissection and surgery on animals. He became a serial killer. Serial killer. Check one. Okay, there it is. Yep. Here's an, here's an interesting factoid for everyone that doesn't know. Serial killers are six times more likely to have experienced physical abuse in their childhood than the average population. You hear that, parents? You probably did it to them. Stop hitting your kids because A, stop. And B, yep. you're helping to create a negative connotation and correlation with violence in their minds, and you're creating serial killers, so stop it. And then the next thing you know, they're playing in the woods on, on animals, and they're cutting them up, and it's all fucked up. And, and then you're going to have a travesty like our man H.H. H. Holmes. Double H. Holmes. So, right. So Double H. Holmes began to move on from animals in the woods to bigger animals, like dogs. Okay, for some reason my mind went to bears, and I was like, damn, he went hard. <laughs> Okay, no, dogs. He moved on right. to precious baby angel dogs. That's terrible. And at the time, advancement in medicine had led doctors to display skeletons in their windows, which yes. further helped him to be more interested in the development of bodies and their dissection. There okay. were some accounts that indicated that he may have been responsible for the murder of a friend when he was 11. Oop! Which he made, they think he made to seem like an accident. <clears throat> I buy it. So he had an older friend, Tom, who was one of his few friends, and they were exploring an abandoned building, and Tom was standing on a landing, which he then fell to his death from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was surmised that Holmes was standing close enough behind him to have intentionally pushed him. Yeah, if he was just like, it's not like he was like running up the stairs or running down the stairs and he, he, was, no, he was just like standing on the landing and what did he do? Did his, did his ankle do the thing and it tweaked out and just conveniently he died? Right, no. like how did he, if, he, like, how did if that... he's standing on the landing, he obviously knows there's a drop. Yeah, there had to be some kind of force at play there, aka Double H pushing him. Right, so Double H is 11 when he technically, allegedly committed murder. He 100% killed that dude. Right. In 17... Oh, my God. In 1878... Oh. At 17... Oh, there's a lot of numbers. Yeah. He married Clara, who was the daughter of a wealthy local farmer, which was surmised to be the reason why he married her in the first place. Oh, okay. That's going to be a theme. Yep. He leaves Clara and enrolls at the University of Michigan Medical School in Ann Arbor, Using her money to do it. Oh, Clara. Okay. Oh, Clara. So, apparently he loves to swindle money from women. At one point, he had three wives in three different cities, siphoning money from all of them. Jesus. Well, that's one way to pay for medical school. Listen up, kids. (laughs) Just FYI. As with most serial killers, like 
Ted Bundy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He was described as very charming and handsome and persuasive, even to the point of convincing women to take out life insurance policies with him as the beneficiary. Hey, hi, everyone. Don't let anyone do this to you ever. I can't say that I've ever met anybody charming enough to pull a stunt like that. Like, or or we, hot enough. Like, I... Uh, no. I have never been no so attracted to a guy that I'm this. like, yeah, that I need to... What the hell? Also, okay. I know that we talked about this in a previous episode, but if someone is that charming or if he's well-liked, serial killer. Serial killer. We talked about it with Jolly Jane, right? Because she was just so That's fucking right. jolly and everybody liked her so fucking much. Yep. No one Nobody likes universe- anybody that much. And no one is universally well-liked. No one. Yeah, for sure. They're a serial killer. Just remember, everybody, everybody's a serial killer. That's right. That's so, it. So... With each mistress, he concocted stories of why he had left them. Obviously. So, like, you know, he would... All these insurance policies, he would just make up stories about, oh, like, I had to leave them because of this, I had to leave them because of that. And everyone believed him, which we need to stop believing people in general, but fine. Right, because everybody's a liar. Everybody's a lying serial killer. That's right. So, in medical school, he began robbing graves and morgues to dissect, study, and use in his own research. As was befitting of the time. Right. He conned insurance companies by creating pseudonyms for himself and then naming himself as the beneficiary for the life insurance policies he took out for the fake individuals. This man. Okay. So to complete the ruse, he would use cadavers with these pseudonyms and render them unrecognizable. I mean, I guess I give him props for being like so thorough about this. He's, I will say, he's very thorough. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I kind of, like, am a little impressed. Weirdly. So, yeah, I will, I understand it. So he ignores his wife and his son, because remember he has a wife and a son? Clara and her, and her, yep, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, son. <laughs> he receives $12,500 on a life insurance scam and ignores them completely from then on out. So, bye, oh, Clara. Bye, Clara. Bye, kiddo. It was nice knowing you. There they go. Thanks for the memories. In 1884, he graduates from medical school and receives his MD, and he creates his long-lasting alias, Dr. Henry Howard Holmes. Yeah, because his real name is full of shit. Yeah, his real name is just Herman Webster Mudgett. What the fuck kind of... I would never go to that doctor, but I would go to Henry Howard or whatever. Harry Howard? Yeah. Henry? Henry Howard, you were right. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, in 1893, the World Fair happens in Chicago. Here we are. Which is, I think it's the where they, the first time ever that a Ferris wheel. I think was. you're right. The fairground spanned 600 acres, had over 200 buildings, and it was reported that 26 million visitors attended in just six months. And everybody got coronavirus. Just kidding. That's right. Just kidding, everybody. Sorry, that was dark. Okay. I also will say that I just watched the other day a movie that had a club scene in it and saw people shoulder to shoulder, and I was like, well, that's never happening again. Those were the days. I remember it well. Like, people were just packed into this club, and I was like, I can't even believe we did this. I know. I know. I, it's like, wow, everything's different now. Everybody wear a mask. Okay, bye. Right. Yeah. So... He starts working at a pharmacy where he starts an affair with Julia Smythe, the wife of the man who worked at the pharmacy's jewelry counter. I bet. After the husband finds out about the affair, 
He quits his job and moves away. That's not what I was expecting to happen. Just leaves. Bye. He's like, bye, bitch. I'm out. <laughs> so he leaves his wife, Julia, and their daughter, Pearl, with Holmes. Julia and Pearl disappear on Christmas Eve of 1891, and Holmes later claims that she had died during an abortion with his child, though what truly happened to the two was never confirmed. He killed them. So, so he killed a child. He, yeah, he absolutely killed both of those, those people, Julia and Pearl. Right. So there was a woman who comes to visit Chicago, meets Holmes, and is then convinced that he loves her. And she transfers the deed of her property in Texas to Alexander Bond, which Ladies. is the alias of Holmes. Ladies. What Nobody are we doing? who loves you will ask you to transfer anything to anyone else. No. What the fuck? So let's put that out there. If he right. says, oh, I love you, but can you transfer me money or transfer? No. The answer no, is no. No, fucking transfer you to the kiss my ass department, shithead. <laughs> That's what I'll transfer. <laughs> love is not a money exchange. Let's just remember that. No, it's not. And if so, you've got that shit going on, it's called a prenup. That's right. That's all I'm saying. That's why, literally why the prenup was invented. Yep. H.H. So, Holmes. <laughs> that's right, H.H. Holmes. So the sister of this woman comes out to visit. Neither woman is seen alive after July 5th, 1893. Oop, dead. So two other, women who, two other women who work at the pharmacy also go missing mm. and were thought to be among Holmes' murders. Curious. During this time, he begins the building of the castle. Oh, What's the castle? What happens in the castle? The castle is a three-story building, which was perhaps initially intended to be a hotel of some kind, with the third story being where people would stay. But there are trap doors and chutes that enable him to move bodies from the upper floors to the basement. This is very Sweeney Todd. Right? Yeah. Just less singing. <laughs> Many of the victims that stayed in the hotel were females. Some okay. were lured in because he would become engaged to them and then they would disappear. Oopsie-daisy. Yep. Others were offered employment and then would also disappear. So the number is fairly uncertain. Oh, man. But, but he's got to have racked this up. Like, we're probably looking at, like, what? At least 50 or 60, probably more. I would say so. And because of the, f the World Fair, there's a million people going in and out of this place. Yeah, there's a shitload of people. He knows how to do all this. And he's got his fucking nooks and crannies and his chutes and ladders and whatever. And because so many people are going in and out of Chicago to see the fair, to do this for work, blah, blah, blah. No one's really being documented. Mm -mm. This was way too easy for Double H. Mm-hmm. So during the building, he knew that... Em oh, I feel like you'll appreciate this. During okay. the building, he knew that employees of the fair employed less than two weeks were not entitled to pay, so he fired them. Well, he wow. fired the ones he didn't kill in order to prevent paying them. What a penny pincher. <laughs> oh not, not only did this... Did the firing slash murdering of the employees, like, help him in general, because he didn't have to pay them and shit... Right. It also kept the blueprints and the layout of the castle a secret. Mm. Because in the basement, he built an operating room, a torture chamber, a mortuary, and a room for conducting human experiments. Well, if you have a castle, you need <laughs> all of those things in the basement, obviously. 
And I read somewhere that he like built a very sophisticated, um, what's it called where they burn the bodies? Like a crematorium. Yeah. He built like a very sophisticated for its time crematorium. Wow. I believe it. This guy's like, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but like, I'm impressed. He's, he's very, very smart. I'll he's give a him very that. thorough, very smart dickhead. That's right. So he built the rooms in a purposely like a maze-like fashion with corridors I... that lead nowhere, concealed passages behind walls, sliding panels, secret staircases, peepholes into rooms through the backs of pictures. Dude, this is like the Winchester house. Right? And yeah. it's also very Norman Bates. Oh, for sure. But it's scary instead of hilarious and fun. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Like the Winchester house, she was like, <laughs> try that door. Yeah, and then somebody drops like fucking two stories. <laughs> Into a sink. And they had, what did she have? Tiffany's made her like this like fucking stained glass window <laughs> that she put it inside so no light could go through it. What a bitch. <laughs> Sarah Winchester, oh. everybody. Still the MVP. Yep. So he sells his victims' bodies to medical labs and schools. Correct. That was very big at the time. In July 1894, he leaves Chicago with mounting pressure from the police and reappears in Fort Worth, Texas, because he got that property. Yep, yep. And attempts to construct another castle-like building to continue his escapades. Oh, good. that worked so well in Chicago. <laughs> We're, we're done with Chicago. Time to bring it to Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. That's right. <laughs> so the same month, he gets arrested and briefly imprisoned for the first time on the charge of selling mortgage goods in St. Louis. I like how that's what it's for. I know. Classic. Jesus. He's bailed out, but while imprisoned, he strikes up a conversation with a convicted outlaw named Marion Hedgepeth, who was serving a 25-year sentence. Hmm. Holmes basically concocted a plan to swindle an insurance company out of $10,000, which is like equivalent to 296000 Casual. And he like never even lost money to begin with because he wasn't fucking paying anybody or anything. He's just like, this guy must have been loaded. Right? Yeah. But this guy it, had to he, have been loaded. So he, the, the plan that he concocts is he wants to take out a policy on himself and then fake his own death. He okay. offers Hedgepith a $500 commission in exchange for the name of a lawyer that could be trusted. Okay. So despite offering a, Hedgepith offering a name, the whole endeavor basically goes up in smoke when the insurance company gets suspicious and refuses to pay. Oh, bummer. Instead of pressing the issue, he concocts a different plan with his associate, Benjamin Pitzel. Okay, what a name. I know. So Pitzel agrees to fake his own death so that his wife could collect on a $10,000 life insurance policy. Okay. Rather than using a cadaver, as he has before, Holmes allegedly knocks Pitzel unconscious with chloroform and then sets him on fire. Jesus. Okay. (laughs) In his confession... I, I know. The the sets him on fire is like such a rogue bandit. Yeah, I know. That like where did that come from? Wow, we are changing our MO. All of a sudden Holmes is like, I got a new plan. I'm feeling spicy today. Better torch yeah, a guy. Is feeling very spicy. Yeah. In his confession, Holmes indicated that Pitzel had been alive after using the chloroform on him before he'd used the chloroform on him prior to being set on fire. 
Forensic evidence during Holmes' trial revealed the chloroform had been administered after Pitzel's death, presumably to fake suicide should Holmes get charged with the murder. In my notes, I go, he didn't think that one all the way through. (laughs) That's a hell of a suicide. Yeah. So See what Holmes happens when you, you go to Texas? You just start torching people. You just get wild. Everybody so, sets people on fire. Holmes gets the insurance payout because Pitzel's actually dead. Yeah. In an elaborate plan, he and the remaining Pitzels move throughout the U.S. and for a time into Canada, all the while Holmes tells wife Pitzel that her husband is hiding in London and is alive. Oh, oh. Check this shit out. Pitzel's wife allows three of the five children into Holmes's custody. What the fuck? How is this guy so good? Like, what kind of... What could he have possibly said that convinced her to release three of her children into his custody? Her children. God, because like, I mean, I have like serious trust issues to begin with, but I got to think like an average person that's like doesn't have like our mindset still would be like no i don't think i will sign my children over to you what the and i i understand you know this was in the 18 whatevers and not everyone thinks the way we do granted right these are still her children yeah this is um fucking this isn't like a house or a property like these are her children yeah 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 it's one thing to sign over your you know fucking barn in the middle of wherever and then it's another thing to be like yeah here's three of my kids what the hell so here we go here are some brutal ones he stuffs two of the girls into a trunk drills a hole puts a hose through the the hole and asphyxiates the girls Mm. he buries them in the cellar of a home in Toronto Jesus that place is haunted. A f- for sure. A, a Philadelphia police detective named Frank Geyer was assigned to investigate homes and found the buried bodies in the cellar of the home in Toronto. Okay. So this motherfucker was on his ass. Yeah, yeah. He goes Way to go. To, he goes to Indianapolis, where Holmes had rented a cottage, and found that Holmes had gone to a local pharmacy to purchase drugs that were used to kill the third Pitzel child... And found the boy's teeth and bits of bones in the home's chimney. Oh, we, we torched them. That's right. On November 17th, 1894, Holmes is caught in Boston on an outstanding warrant. Are you ready? No. Yeah. For horse theft in Texas. What the f- Texas, what the fuck? Horse theft? And then, they, what, what was he? What was his issue before? It was fucking mortgage shit? What is going it on here? It was selling mortgage goods. Oh my god. What you, a time. You know, how, you know how in like all those crime documentaries, they just find anything that they have outstanding to just be like, we just need an excuse to arrest you. True. Okay. Right. So They, they were like, you stole horses in Texas and we're on you. <laughs> You're in deep shit, buddy. You stole those fucking horses. And be, they think that he was in Boston because he was preparing to flee the country. So they were like, we, we got to grab him. Right. In October right. 1895, Holmes is put on trial for the murder of Benjamin Pitzel and was found guilty and sentenced to death. Good. By then, enough evidence had emerged that he had murdered the three Pitzel children. And after his conviction, he confessed. Jesus. Confessed. He, 
he confessed. He confessed. (laughs) He confessed to 27 murders in Chicago, Indianapolis, and Toronto, and six attempted murders, although it is suspected there could have been many more. I think there are definitely more. There's way more than 27. There has, there has to, be. to be. With his castle and everything else. And how many people were going in and out of Chicago? Yeah, Especially yeah, yeah. women? This has got to be... No, no. I'm thinking closer to like 50 or 60, like I said. Maybe more even. Right. I mean, if Jolly Jane was prancing around and she got up near supposedly around 100, this guy definitely had to fucking be up I on that so. level. Yeah. I think he's between 100 and 200. Yeah, let's let's do that. I think that's right. I that's it's way more than twenty seven. No, twenty seven is way low balling, like in a big way. I, and I love how he goes six attempted murders. Uh, no, no. But it, it could also be that the cops were just presenting him with what they thought they had, and he was like, "I'll just confess to these," and then didn't admit to it. This anymore. sounds good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, that number's really low. Great." Yeah, great. You guys got it. Good job. Well done. You guys did it. Uh. <laughs> So he gave a ton of bullshit. He said he was possessed by Satan, blah, blah, blah. And due to the fact that he had a propensity for lying, it was harder to identify the truth in all his situations and all his questioning. Yeah, yeah. I, uh... Possessed by Satan. By Satan himself. Good old Stan. Yeah. They they always go back to Stan. Hail Santa. That's right. (laughs) So on May 7th, 1896, he was hanged because, for all you people out there that don't know... Here it comes. When you're putting up a picture, you say, I hung this on my wall. In the olden days, when they used to hang people as a punishment or as for death, you say, that man was hanged yesterday. And you have to say I don't make the rules, but that's what it is. You have to say it just like that. Hanged. <laughs> that's the way to that's, do it. That's right. That but man I'm also was speaking hanged. hanged. Yeah. I'm also speaking to show writers that fucking cannot like, get a grip on this at all. At all. Like, especially in shows like Sabrina, where they talk about how witches were hanged, they say hung. And yep. every time they did it, I was like, no! <laughs> You're disrespecting Just, the witches that dealt with this. It's also like. How hard is it to just fucking Google something? Like, just Google it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So, that aside, on May 7th, 1896, he was hanged, hanged. In, Phil- in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. There we go. Until the moment of his death, he was amiable, very undisturbed. Like a true serial killer. That's right. Here's something interesting. He asked his co- he asked for his coffin to con- be contained in cement so grave diggers didn't try to dissect him. Yeah, well, that's because that fucker did it to so many people. He knows what's out there. Right. His neck didn't snap, so he slowly strangled to death, twitching for over 15 minutes before being pronounced dead 20 minutes after the trap was sprung. Yikes. But also so he deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. kind of satisfying to me. That is that is definitely a satisfying ending. So, in 8 August of 1895, so a year prior, mm-hmm. the castle explodes and becomes engulfed in flames. Oops. Two men go into it between 8 and 9 p.m. and then run out of it super quickly. 
investigators find two empty gas canisters underneath the back steps of the building. Hmm. And it was rumored that these neighbors or whoever it was, people that lived around the castle, decided to do this so that it would not become a tourist attraction and his name would not be honored. Oh, big on that. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, that's good. That's quality. Well done. The building apparently survived the fire and remained in use, but it was torn down in 1938. That was totally haunted up until that point. Big time. For sure. It might be haunted I'm sure they tore it down because they were like, fuck this. They're like, there's an ass load of ghosts in this shit. We're done. We're out of here. So the man who had overseen the castle while Holmes had been away took his own life in 1914 with a note laid next to him that said, quote, I couldn't sleep, unquote. Same. His family, uh, honestly, same. Yeah. CBD drops, you know what I'm saying? His family (laughs) reported that he was suffering hallucinations and feared demons. 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 There they are. In 2017, so this is what, he gets hanged in 1896? Yep. It's been a little bit. it's, It's been some sad. In 2017, there are allegations that Holmes escaped... So his body is exhumed for testing. Oh? Because this motherfucker was like, put me in cement, his body doesn't decompose normally. Right, right. His clothes were perfectly preserved, mm-hmm. and his mustache was found to be intact. Mm-hmm. The teeth were positively identified as being Holmes, and he was reburied. There you have it. Was and he that... put back into cement, though, is my question. I don't know. Probably, I guess. I guess. I mean, if it was his wishes, I guess they have to be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And that's the story of H.H. H. Holmes. What a dick. But, like, also super impressive. But also, what a dick. I'm very afraid of people that are... I think it's a scary combination. A combination I see a lot is someone who thinks they're charming but is also dumb. Yes, and it's a deadly fucking combination. But a very frightening combination is someone who's charming and also intelligent. Yeah, it is scary. That's a very scary combo, because then you have a serial killer. Yeah, and remember, everybody's a serial killer anyway. Those are just Mm. the ultra serial killers. Right, right. Everyone's a a serial killer that hasn't killed yet. (laughs) Yeah, deep down, everybody's just got their inner serial killer waiting to come out, folks. 2020 is going to unleash a lot of them, so prepare yourselves in the coming years. I know. I'm, like, wondering what this year is going to do on people's psyches. Oh, forget it. We're all fucked. We're all... There's no coming back from this. Like I said, if 2020 continues this way, I'm going to pull a, uh... Oh, my God. What was Jolly Jane's dad's name? Peter? I'm going to pull a Peter and just stitch my damn eyes shut. Seen enough. We're checking out. Stick a fork. Yep, we're done. Sick of fucking me, we're done. I'm done. I yeah. I just, I think that H.H. H. Holmes is not, <laughs> I think he's interesting, but I also think he has all the symptoms of a very typical serial killer. Totally. Oh, for sure. Like, a lot of serial killers are super intelligent. A lot of them are very charming. Weirdly, a lot some, of them... some of them are good looking. And, like, they've got all these things in their favor. Okay, Abused, I have a question. Fucking right. killing... Animals, animals, you know, all of that. 
Here, I have a question. Did you have you ever seen a picture of Ted Bundy when he was young? Mm-hmm. Did you think he was handsome? God, I don't remember. I don't remember what I thought when I saw it. I think I was just like, "That's cool." I have to look him up. I'll tell you what I'm I think. Look him up too. Yeah. I I can. What did you think? Even his eyes are. Well, I also think we're we have the background information, but I'm wondering if I saw this guy on the street, if I would think he's handsome. I don't think so though. There's something maybe. about his eyes that aren't right. Maybe to he's me. just like not your type. Does he like not have like a look that you go for? I, I right. don't know. What should I look I up? Like really... young Ted Bundy. Oh, but see, I just found one that I was like, oh, he looks like a nice guy. He's not. Oh, oh, here, here's a fun fact for anyone that doesn't know. By the way, here's a fun fact about Bundy. He used to work at a suicide hotline. That seems right. So he. He probably saved lives. He probably did, and then he took the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Lord taketh I'd actually away. like to cover him. Uh, looking at him, no, I can't say. Like, first of all, he has a unibrow. Second of all, his eyes are very close together. And third what? of all, he has a beak. Is he like a hideous guy? No. Like he's. No. I guess he's like. I mean, I would call him like approachable, but he's not because he has crazy eyes. That's what I'm saying. There's something about his eyes. And I feel like I've met people in real life where I'm like, I something's wrong with your eyes. Yeah, right. So, uh, no, I, I can't say he's like a babe. But, uh, I mean, he's not like no. fucking hideous either. But if you look at him, you're like, that guy's got a screw loose. There you, there you heard it, it here I, first, folks. I, <laughs> I honestly think you can kind of tell. Oh, like, yeah. I've been saying this since... I used to say this all the time in college. When, when I would meet people's partners... Mm-hmm. And they would leave, and I'd be like, that motherfucker's crazy. Mm -hmm. You can tell. You can tell a lot by people. And, like, this sounds, like, super judgmental and, like, whatever. But, like, I think you can genuinely tell with a lot of people. I think, like, your gut reaction and your gut impression and all that. that, Like, I think it speaks volumes. I think so, too. Yeah. Especially if it's a very strong reaction. Yeah, yeah. Like, I... There have been partners that people I know and love have had that I'm like, something's not right. And I'm not saying they're a serial killer, but it turned out they were not nice. <laughs> well, okay, but they probably they probably are a serial killer because everybody is. They just haven't gotten you there yet. For some of them, I believe it. Yep. You heard it here first, folks. That's right. So yep. I just... I, I think... Also, when they casted Zac Efron as Bundy, I was like, was this a good idea? Yeah, what do we... Yeah, that's... um, I've never seen that movie, though. No, I haven't either. Uh, but I think I, I do enjoy discussing serial killers. So... I love discuss... By the way, big shout out to my cousin Jade, who the other day was just bombarding me with texts about serial killers. We had some of the most... In- Oh, there was one we were talking about that I was like, if there was more information about this, I'd do this on the podcast, but I don't know if there's a lot of info about it. Oh, well, let's talk about it offline. You'll have to tell me. Maybe one of us can try. Yeah, it's... Yeah, but big shout out to my cousin Jade for just sending me mad texts about it. Because she was like, I'm so sorry. I've gone down a serial killer hole. I was like, never apologize. This is fascinating. Hi, Jade. Yeah, welcome. I love going down serial killer like rabbit holes. Mama loves Mm -hmm. a good serial killer research fest. I also just, I found in my adult life and maybe also in my quarantine life, sometimes I'll be thinking about something and I'm like, let me just Google it. And then three hours yep. later, I have 16 there tabs goes. open and I'm like, what happened? There it goes. I've, I've become highly educated on a wide variety of 
very, very strange topics during quarantine. Yeah, like I know way more about the guillotine than I feel like any person should. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just because I was like, what's up with the guillotine? And then all of a sudden, three hours later, I'm like, oh my god. So that's what's up with it, yeah. But, uh... Like, holy shit. Anyway, everybody, if you enjoy the true creme aspect of this podcast... Let us know, and maybe we'll, you know, like, keep it up. Maybe we'll, you know, do a little more, a little more yeah. je ne sais quoi, you know, a little more moita. Yeah, send us uh, serial killers you are interested yeah, if you're, to know more about. If you're dying to have Enough. us cover some, <laughs> we'd be happy to do it. I hate myself. <laughs> oh, God. I am this close to stitching my eyes shut. (laughs) (laughs) That's our 2020 ending. You're just me and you being like, happy 2021. Happy 2020. Stitch, stitch, baby. Yeah. I mean, yeah, depending on how this year ends, we'll see. Yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, somebody sponsor us. And also... And you know we're we're not you. It's I I hate to end on an unhappy note. We are very happy people. So happy. You <laughs> said that. Said, I, I know. I'm sorry. Bench. I am a happy person. I'm sorry. Right. I just sound like we this. Enjoy being the happy. Yeah. Yeah. Our our my sarcastic voice and my normal voice sound too similar to be distinguishable. They are one and the same for me. I yeah yeah. You, you and my sister, no pitch change. Nope, <laughs> absolutely not. I, um, I have been criticized much in my life for that. I, my sister just said something to me today, and I was like, "Are you being sarcastic?" And she was like, "No." She's like, "Why does everyone always ask me that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know what? Whatever, man. Keep people, keep people on the toes. Keep them thinking. You know. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. So yeah. That's right. All right. That's right. We've gone on too long. We're leaving. You're right. We're leaving now. <laughs> We're leaving Strange Town. Until next time. Stay strange. <laughs>